great seeing you, Dominic. You know, when people ask me what have I been doing in the city, I say you need to talk to Dominic Carter because you've been covering me for almost 30 years now. Nice to be with you, Dominic. I think you are really in a very, very high league. And I watch some of your competitors on, frankly, the national shows. And I say, why aren't you doing a national show? Because I really think your delivery and your questioning wow. and your brain power is really at the highest level. So that's good. This is Dominic Carter, everybody. everybody. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Thank you very much, Rita Cosby. I had a uh, wonderful time tonight at the uh, Broadcasters Award uh, dinner at the Plaza Hotel with our owner-operator, John Katsimatidis, and my WABC colleagues. It was great. It was also great to be in Rhode Island over the weekend and watch my grandson, Carter, his basketball team. He's eight. I, I think he's eight. His basketball team, they won the championship by a score of 8-5, to 8-5. to five. But it wasn't so great when I returned home in Rockland County to see a full tree fell into my backyard. Now I have to go rent a... Um, a gas saw with uh with, and and with a buddy go to work uh cutting it up so that's what I'll be doing for the next couple of weekends in the backyard cutting up a big tree and hopefully I won't kill myself doing it um but I guess the blessing is that uh, no one was injured or hurt so that's good news so this morning Ukraine Ukraine and a number of issues as it relates to Ukraine, the domino effect that I have been talking about on this program, my fears, it seems to be inching closer and closer and closer. A Russian missile attack on a base in Western Ukraine happened to be just 10 miles from the border with Poland. So imagine if those missiles had veered 10 short miles. Then what would be the situation that we're looking at? So in a second, I'm going to tell you uh, two of the local stories that I'm uh, looking at right now. But President Zelensky of uh, Ukraine has said it's only a matter of time before Russia's military assault expands to members of NATO unless the alliance, if you will, installs a no-fly zone over his country. NATO, however, said a no-fly zone over Ukraine is not an option because it will escalate the conflict even further. This separately, as Russia has asked China for military assistance, including drones, according to senior U.S. officials. And they are describing this development as concerning and warn there will be absolutely consequences for Beijing if it gives the Kremlin 
a workaround, if you will, to U.S. sanctions. China has denied receiving the request from Russia. And so that's the domino effect that I'm talking about, the domino effect of what could happen and have us uh, involved, meaning the U.S., in this in one shape or, or form here. And I think what illustrates all of this and the the attack on the people in Ukraine is one of the photos that I've been talking about since this happened. And it's it's a photo of the attack at the military at the maternal at the maternal hospital in Ukraine in which a pregnant mother and her baby have died. The photo of the woman on the stretcher and wait until you hear the details. She died and her baby delivered via C-section also died. Casualties of war. Locally, New York Mayor, and we're going to your telephone calls in just a second. Locally, New York Mayor Eric Adams and the Washington, D.C. Mayor, uh, along with their top cops at a news conference in, in D.C. Uh, just a few hours ago, uh, we're looking at one suspect and two murders of homeless people, three attempted homicides targeting homeless men. Uh, one of them, to those that fought against videos, use of, of surveillance cameras, how do you feel now when they have proven to be nothing but effective? in terms of helping to fight crime. So now, uh, via an ATM machine, uh, the police in D.C. and the NYPD, they have a high-resolution photo of the alleged gunman in this case. And authorities are saying that all five of the shootings have been linked to the same gun. Also another story that I'm following, the first wave of the NYPD's new anti-gun units hit the streets Monday, beginning their patrols in uh, multiple uh, neighborhoods heavily plagued by gun violence. Couldn't start soon enough. Oh, happy days. 800-848-WABC, and we're starting with Ukraine, 800 848 9222. Dominic Carter here with you. Let's go right to the telephone calls. Let's start with Dan in the great state of Ohio. Good morning, Dan. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Dominic, we appreciate your common sense. You're, well, you're great. Well, thank you. That's very kind of you to say. What's on your mind, Dan? What part of Ohio you know, are sir, you in? We're just a little south of Cleveland. Okay, go right ahead. In the Second World War, we crushed Brett Dresden. We bombed him to rebel. And then Bill Clinton crushed Yugoslavia by bombing them. And now that's, that's what Putin doing. He's crushing Ukraine instead of, instead of sending house-to-house troops to fight. They cut off the electric. They cut off the water. 
There's little food, and the people are starving. When you're starving, it's hard to fight. Yes. And you can't flush your toilet without water. You can't do anything. You can't do so anything. What we're doing, we're watching this 40-mile-long line of ta- uh, tanks worried about it. In the meantime, Putin goes in there, and he captures the power plants, nuclear and coal. He captures the water plants. Now the people can't have electric, and they can't have water, and he wants the people out of there. And what is happening, and this is going to affect the whole world. There's no, right there's no doubt about it, Dan. A, corn is $17 a bushel. Wheat is $13 a bushel. And corn is $8 a bushel. And that's two and three times as much as it was two months ago. And mm-hmm. there's people are in the around the globe who are going to starve. Yeah, things that isn't helping anybody. It's not. It's not. But that's what happens when you have a one person with nuclear weapons on, frankly, a power trip. I mean, on a on a, on a global level, Dan. That's what we're dealing with here. And again, I return to my original point of I'm afraid of a domino effect. I'm, I'm, exactly I right, I really am. You know what? What happens? What happens if if Russia, by mistake, hits a NATO country by, quote-unquote, a mistake? We don't know if it's intentional. We don't know what's going on. But it's going to force the U.S. to take action. And at what point, Dan, does this stop? I do thank you for your telephone call, Dan, calling from uh, outside of uh, Cleveland and Ohio tonight. Dom, or I should say this morning, Dominic Carter here with you, Talk Radio 77 WABC. Let's go to Stan in New Jersey. Good morning, Stan. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hello, good morning. Good morning. I have a great idea. You know what Putin is really afraid of? He doesn't, Biden has to get on the phone and tell Putin, if you don't get out of, out of Ukraine, then I'm going to resign. Yeah, I, I don't think Stan. That's gonna. <laughs> what you you mean because Biden, uh, because uh, Putin feels that President Biden is so weak and and he fears what may come next. I don't think that's the case at all. Because uh, remember, what comes next is Vice President Kamala Harris. Mm. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. So I thank you for the call. We we have to um, we we have to uh, consider that. <laughs> That is well, you know, this one, two punch of uh, Biden, Kamala Harris. That's what the United States has uh, in office right now. Let's go to the Bronx, my home borough at one at one point. Let's say good morning to Phil. Phil, you're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Yeah, uh, good morning, Dominic. How are you? I'm well, Phil, and I hope you're doing well. Good, good. Here's the deal. Uh Kamala Harris, I believe, just came out with an audio fight that basically she said that the voters uh, got what they ordered. Um, are you familiar with that? The, the Are you referring to the American voters? Or I, I don't know who you're American right. voters, American voters. In other words, in other words she, she's basically intimating that they, they voted us in and we're here and this is what you got because that's what you wanted to get. You know? Right. Right. This, is the, this is the problem that the, the the problem is not the government. The problem is not Joe Biden. The problem is not Camilla Harris. 
The problem is the public, the people, the voters, the people who, who just think it's cool. I'm going to go there and click the knob and, and I'm going to write in my name here and that's it. You know, they don't have any forethought or, or insight into what the actual issues are. It's the I don't care as long as it doesn't affect me attitude. That's why in New York City, you've got all these people being attacked. Because mm-hmm. there was that one, that, I don't know if you recall that one incident where the woman was sexually attacked on a train and Ted People is standing up doing videos of her and not trying to, trying to help her. This is my point. It's, it's, it's the people that are the problem. Well, you know, Phil, I, I agree with you. And um, I'm going to say something right now that um, I thank you for the call. That is certainly what happened in this presidential election, the most recent election. It became a referendum on the personality of the then occupant of the White House, Donald Trump, versus a candidate that said, with smart consultants, I'm going to lay low via COVID in the basement of my home. The consultants will issue statements on my behalf. Every blue, blue, blue moon I'll surface. And I will get elected based on my wokeness. I will get elected based on I will tell the people what they want to hear. Now, in every election, that happens to a degree. But in this election, the most recent presidential election, it was a matter of, I'm not Donald Trump, vote for me. And it worked. But did it really work? Look at the situation we're in now. Look at inflation. Look at almost anything that you purchase and the prices of what you are dealing with currently in America. I'm going back to your telephone calls in just one second, but I want to focus on that photo. If you haven't seen the photo, please take a look at it. The Russian bombs or missiles have had already hit the uh, hospital in Ukraine. And they were carrying this very pregnant woman away. And you could tell that she was in pain and agony. And her face uh, pale as she lay lay or, or was on a stretcher. And they were carrying her. Her left hip has been blurred out now. But her left hip is covered in blood as she's rushed out of the rubble of a hospital, what was a hospital that had just been hit by a Russian airstrike. The gripping photo captured by a photographer from the AP, the Associated Press, shows in human terms the toll on civilians of Russia's invasion in Ukraine. Now, this is a photo that was shared around the world. The woman and her baby died in horrific conditions, arriving for surgery with her pelvis crushed and her hip detached. The surgeon 
told the AP, again, that medics delivered the baby via C-section, but that the infant showed no signs of life. Now think about this for a moment. Thousands of women in Ukraine are expected to give birth in the next couple of months while oxygen and medical supplies, including the management of pregnancy complications, which happens all the time, are running dangerously low. That's the situation. And then you add no running water, no food, people fighting over food. It is cold. No heat. And as we speak, the bombing from Russia is continuing. As we speak, folks, right now. Let's go to Jay in Cincinnati, Ohio. Good morning, Jay, and welcome to Talk Radio 77 WABC. Uh, Hi, Dominic. I'm old enough to remember the Cuban Missile Crisis. They used to scramble fighter jets from Wright-Patterson Air Force Base in Dayton, Ohio, down here to Cincinnati, and you would hear sonic booms of them going back and forth. It actually reached that level. I hope that I don't hear that sonic booms again in those training flights. Mm-hmm. What, what does your heart tell you, Jay, where, where this is going? I am really worried, as I said, about the domino effect. And I don't know if Putin is trying to play a dangerous game of chess to pull the United States in. Well, the, what I described is the next step. Right. If that, if that goes to that point. Right, right. And I, I just hope dearly it never goes to that point, but we don't know, do we? No, we don't. We don't. I, I thank you for the call, Jay. Dominic Carter here with you, Talk Radio 77 WABC. We see all of your telephone calls. We're going to get to as many of them as humanly possible. And coming up at the top of the hour, Frank Morano, the other side of midnight. This is Dominic Carter. We will be right back. I heard you were looking for me. Dominic Carter, Talk Radio 77 WABC. So if we don't have enough problems in the world, there's this nut in New York that's going around shooting homeless people. I, 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 I can't, I can't even begin to understand this, folks. People that are down on their luck. And yes, there have been some attacks where homeless people have attacked others. But for the most part, we're talking about people that are down on their luck, in misery, sleeping with rats. And if you look at the video, the suspect walks up to the man, pokes him a few times. The man is asleep on the ground looks around to make sure that nobody's taking a look at him, pulls out a gun, and shoots him in the head. 
This apparently started in Washington, D.C., made its way to New York City. But the great news is that with video, he slipped up. If this is indeed the man that committed the crime, the police via an ATM machine have a high-resolution photo of him. Why, why would you shoot homeless people? Why? I, I don't. This falls under the category of. I, I just don't get it. And maybe, maybe my best day is past me because I don't understand why you would do that to somebody that's down on their luck. I was raised on, and I try to act this way. You treat others the way you want to be treated. I went into journalism to be a voice for the voiceless, to stand up for those that can't stand up for themselves. In some warped way, do you think you're helping us? By shooting homeless people? It is absolutely horrible. The world that we live in today. We're talking that. We're talking Ukraine. The photo of that mother. That woman that was delivering her baby. And she died and the baby died. Let's go to Leonardo in Essex County, New Jersey. Good morning. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hi, Dominic. Two great topics. Um, you know, uh, Kesam Soleimani, who uh, Trump had targeted and took out, you know, he sent him to the seven, uh, ver- 70 virgins. Uh, it was his birthday over the weekend, and uh, it's a coordinated international terrorist thing that's going on. The uh, when you play baseball, if somebody throws a fastball past the uh, batter, that's what happened with Poland. Uh, and you know the American soldiers there were scrambling uh, on the missile attack from Iran to Iraq. It's not by accident. You know they might not even be talking to each other, but they're all on the same page. You know. So um, the other thing I like to mention is uh, Judge April. Newbauer. That's N-E-W-B-A-U-E-R. Uh, that's the individual uh, that thought it was a good idea to let Eugene Clark uh, out. The prosecutor begged her. This is the Class A felony. You can read the transcript, Dominic, right? Um, we're letting a person who's a career criminal who just murdered somebody out with no bail in New York. So when I look at what you're talking about, you're talking about uh, Adams and Bowser with their virtue signaling, and he's sending people out on the street to get all those guns. Send them all from Washington, D.C. and Manhattan to Alvin Bragg and Judge April Neubauer so they could just let him out with no bail. I I just, this judge that you're referring to, I... Yeah, I, read, I, read about her. I, read I one just, of her. I, go ahead, yeah, go ahead. What, one of her decisions was a car was stopped on a routine traffic stop, right? Okay. You always talk about how your son, you tell him, make sure you do everything right, right? So these people did everything right. 
And when they were told to roll down the window, the police officers got hit in the face with a cloud of marijuana smoke. Okay? Judge April Neubauer, because I want to name the names, right? These are the people that got to go, like Alvin Bragg. She decided that there's no basis for those police officers to search the car. This is April Neubauer. Did I say her name enough times? Not enough. Know. Not enough. But, but yeah, hey, I, hey, I hey Leonardo, so. Leonardo, I hear you on the officers were hit with the marijuana, but, but it does become a legal question of what was the grounds to stop the vehicle. That, yeah, that, that is, was, they said a traffic stop, so that she didn't rule on that. The traffic stop was, you know, maybe an out, a, a, a brake light uh, or whatever out. That wasn't her basis. She said that there's no reasonable uh, suspicion that there's drugs in the car when the police officers get hit in the face. This is what we're doing here. We're letting out murderers. There's evidence of drugs. The police officers know what they're doing. It's reasonable suspicion. And they just dismissed the case. She just dismissed the case. She's got a whole list of them. Look at April Neubauer. It's very easy. There's Times articles on her, some of the most ridiculous. Uh, I'm a lawyer. I I do know a little about what I'm talking about, a reasonable suspicion, right? You get hit with marijuana smoke, maybe, Dominic, people are smoking marijuana in the car. I'm not going to take a position on whether people should be able to smoke it or not. But when they're operating cars, Dominic, you follow what I'm saying? It's no, I, like- I, I I got you. And I, I am not making any excuse from, for this judge. She should not be on the bench. It's as simple as that. But the question remains that the police would not know that the subjects were smoking marijuana if the windows were rolled up. So then the question becomes, what was the reasonable suspicion to stop them. Maybe, maybe Leonardo, maybe there was, I will come back to your general point. We are at the point society wise. See folks, I, I I gotta be honest with you. I I knew that this was going to happen in this country. When we started all of this, um, I told you folks, I, I was walking through Walmart one day. I'll never forget this. And, and the CEO's voice came on and he said something to the effect of, we care about black people. We want you to know. And, and I stopped. I'm in Walmart. And I, I couldn't believe because I knew that the tide had turned. Listen, do I support rights for African-Americans and everybody else? Of course. Of course I do. But we have gone so far the other way where you have judges on the bench that are doing what this judge did. What's the big deal in keeping a murder, a murder suspect behind bars? I mean, isn't that like one-on-one of being a judge, a murder suspect? Yeah. The, the person may have died months later, but it's still murder. And if you know, if the prosecutors are signaling that they plan on seeking major jail time, what in the world could be the logic to let this person walk out? I mean, it is just, it's mind-boggling. And we have got to return to the days, if it's possible, 
of one system for everyone. Was the system perfect before? No, it wasn't. Were there cases that fell through the cracks that may have been unfair to minorities? Absolutely. But one system for everyone. Joe Biden basically said on the campaign trail, I love black people. I'm with you, not the cops. Make me president of the United States. And it worked. And it worked. Now we're in a situation where everyone's going, oh, my God, what what did we do? Oh, my God. And Putin is standing there saying, bring it. I'm waiting for this old man with no disrespect to President Biden. And now we're in a situation where we don't know what is going to happen. Dominic Carter here with you, Talk Radio 77 WABC. Let's go to, let's take another call on crime. Then we'll go back to to uh, to Ukraine. Let's go to Dean in Jersey City. Good morning, Dean. What's on your mind? Good morning, Dominic. I, I thought I saw it all. I saw it yesterday on the news in Seattle. A woman gets off the train. There's two flights of stairs going down to the street. Guy comes up behind her. Throws it down a flight of stairs. When she lands on the first landing, he goes back down. You think it's somebody trying to help her. It's the same guy that threw it down the first flight. Throws it down the second flight. It's the worst video I've ever seen on crime. Wait, hey, and, hey, you know what, Dean? I think I got one to top you. Uh, unfortunately, I'm not saying this with um, with glee. Yeah, can you top ha- this, ha- right? Ha- have you seen the video for, in Yonkers on Friday night? Where where Asian American woman uh, appears to be walking into her building uh, with a shopping cart. She's minding her business. She's not bothering anyone. An African American male, he looked to be in his late 30s, early 40s, walks in. He had apparently yelled uh, racial slurs at her. And he hit this woman, I believe the police said 100, maybe I got it, more than 125 times. hundred. He stomped and punched her more than 125 times. This was in Yonkers just on Friday at about 6 p.m. And so, so, so Dean, and I'm going back to, to, uh, to Ukraine in a second. We're going to take some calls on the, uh, on the homeless killer. But how do we get out of this mess, in your opinion? Well, we have got one more statement for you. You know, you, you're the only guy on on the radio, on 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 the news, that talks about that it's black against Asian or black against white. But this guy in Seattle, after they grab him, they grab him, they find out he's been a perpetrator for 30 times, he's been locked up. But they don't want to talk about that he's black, and they don't want to talk about he's homeless. They want to protect him. But they talk about that the woman is Asian. Right. I mean, what are we going through here? Like you say, everything's supposed to be one, one size fits all, right? That's the way why it's. Uh, that's the way it's supposed eggs. to be. I don't get it. I I don't understand why these attacks are are happening. I I I I just don't know. I, I and that's why, Dean. I that's why I'm putting the putting it back on you folks in terms of yeah. how do we get out of this. Well, can I say one more thing to Go you ahead. last week? I don't remember. I don't know if you remember that I called and I asked you about, do you, do you have any 
criteria about calling out these judges. And your last guest that was just on the phone called out this woman, Numaya, or Newberger, whatever the name is. This right. is what we have to do. We got to keep saying their names so they can't hide behind the robe. Agreed. It's time for us to, it's time for us to fight back if that's the only thing we can do. Maybe we can shame them into making the right call, you know? So how, what should we do? I have no idea. But if you think you saw it all, watch that video from Seattle. Oh. And that's – they threw it down a flight of stairs, so you think it's all over, you know? Then he goes back down again. You think it's a good Samaritan coming to her aid, and it's the same dude that you didn't see the first flight, and he throws it down again. She cracked three ribs. She's 60, 62 years old. Cracked three ribs, broke her collarbone. I'm really and when sorry they bring him in, that. he's not a good he's not a good person. He's been busted thirty times. Well, so, I, I don't I, know, but I'm glad that you're calling these people out. Well, you're we, not a racist. We, we, I'm not we, a racist, but you gotta call it the way you see. We we have to tell the truth. You know. Thank you for the call, Dean. It's not something that I enjoy, but but we have to tell the truth, and it is it is what it is, folks. The chips fall where they may. It is what it is. Let's go up to Boston and say good morning to our friend Jennifer. Good morning, Jennifer. What's on your mind? Good morning, Dominic. Can you hear me okay? Loud and clear. Okay. My phone's been a little wonky, so. Okay. Um, if I could, first of all, on a personal level, please, if you rent that chainsaw, be careful of the kickback. And, you know, if you, I don't know if you've used one, hopefully you have and you're familiar. But if not, you might want to really reconsider. That's all I can say. Oh, the, yeah, the kickback on a, uh, yeah. on a saw. It, it, it's yeah. true. It's true. Yeah, it's true. If you decide to do it, because you're, you're, you're a national treasure. So we don't want anything <laughs> well, to happen you. to you. Well, we thank need you, you to be safe and well, and your family needs you. So. And, and uh, you, hey, Jennifer, you know, and then I'm going to let you make your you. point. And my dog <laughs> needs me. Um, um, the, 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 the one thing is that, you know, I'm like, oh, my God, I have to wear the goggles because you do get the kickback. And sometimes the wood chips yeah. or whatever, you know, will go in your face and go in your eyes. So I got like five yeah. pairs of those. But I've got a tree. I mean, a really long tree. <laughs> that I've got to figure this out. And callers have yeah. to the station have already said, well, do you want us to recommend someone that, that cuts up trees? And yeah. Jennifer, I'm too cheap. I'm too well, cheap. Well, I'll tell you what. You're, you, you should really consider. I had two huge trees taken down, and um, it was only 1200 bucks for two big trees. I mean, to clear them out, take them down, everything. So I don't think it would be that much that's for not, a tree. That's not that bad. That's not that no, bad. No, so I'm just saying I'm sure it would be a lot less for a fell tree. And I'm sure – you could get someone that thinks the world of you like we all do. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you. Well, well, see, but you live in Massachusetts, and I live uh, a few miles outside of New York City in Rockland, and things are very expensive. But go ahead with your comment. They're not cheap up here. So (laughs) in any event, so that's just our personal thing. And um, because, like, last last but not least, Dolce certainly needs you. So on on two points, Ukraine and crime, real quick, Ukraine, I, I will just never get over the fact that people went in and voted for Joe Biden because they thought Donald Trump was mean and obnoxious and abrasive and whatever he was. Look where we are in less than a year. Look where we are. Like Rita was just saying, we had what, in a few months, we had 8,600 Russians crossing our border illegally. We have had people from over 120 countries in less than a year cross that border. Two million, Dominic. And God knows where they are, and God knows who they are, and God knows what they're up to and how much it's going to cost us. 
as of five years ago, it was already costing us well over $200 billion a year. And that's not the $90 billion in um, IRS tax fraud um, that they were committing. So you're already at $300 billion over five years ago that we are putting into supporting people that have no right to be in this country and um, are getting benefits and housing and other things that Americans that have fallen on hard times, including our veterans and our elderly, do not get. So it's a disgrace to me. So I hope everyone that voted for Joe Biden is feeling real good tonight. Hmm. <laughs> Look around at the gas price. Look, you know, what she's trying to tell us is all uh, Vladimir's, uh, Putin's fault. But look at how much that gas has already been up in just a year. It was already up almost $2 um, before this all happened. So it's it's a disgrace. And this one last thing on the crime, Dominic, um, the, like the gentleman just uh, referred to this anti-Asian hate crime is, um, oh, God, the girl that does the statistics on crime, I can't think of her name right now. She's written books and done lots of articles. Um, she she said, uh, I heard her about five or six months ago, it was 75% black on Asian hate crime. I, I, maybe you're referring to Heather McDonald? Thank you. Thank okay. you. So just couldn't draw her. Yes, and I don't understand, Dominic, why even the Asian community refuses to admit that this is happening. I mean, because, because, Jennifer, because, and and I I have to step in because I do have to take a break, but let me just say this reason. The Asian community cannot really call it out for what it is because nobody wants to be called a racist. No one. And, And Asian people, generally speaking, right, generally speaking, they don't bother anybody. They mind their own business and they don't want to make the problem even worse. So if they speak out and say that there's a racial problem, that may put even even a bigger target on their back. And Jennifer, you always make great points. I thank you for the call from uh, Boston, but I do have to step in. We see all the other callers. We're going to try and get to as many as we can. We're talking Ukraine. We're talking this nut that's shooting uh, innocent homeless people and the new anti-crime, if you will, units of the NYPD. They'll be identified, but they hit the streets on Monday. We're talking all of that and taking your telephone calls. Dominic Carter here with you. Frank Morano coming up at the top of the hour. I'll be right back. These are the Chronicles of Dominic Carter on 77 WABC. And I found myself on Netflix. Every now and then I will binge watch a TV show. And so there was one show that I found fascinating. Don't ask me how I found it, but it's about the scammer socialite Anna Delvey. And, or at least that's what she calls herself. Uh, Sorokin, I believe, is her last name. But she was able to scam her way into the money crowd of New York, the art crowd. She went to jail for this, and she was just released from an upstate New York detention center, uh, the one that's the Orange County Correctional Facility in Goshen. However, and she's been there since uh, since uh, March 25th, I believe, of last year. However, so she's been released, but she's being deported now from the United States uh, after a year of being in ICE custody 
and she is set to board a flight to Frankfurt, Germany. So she's being sent to Germany, and, um, you know, and the guys in the control room are laughing at me. Yes, I got caught up in, in a Anna Delvey. But is, 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 that's not We've Manny. We've watched it, too. Oh, you've watched it, too? I started watching it. It's good, isn't it, guys? Yeah. Yeah, for real. She did just today. Alex and Matt, right? Yeah. Right, right, right. Right. Yeah, I like, I like it in the beginning when it says everything you see is true, <laughs> except for the stuff that we made up. <laughs> now, the the only uh, female on staff, Molly, she hasn't told us if she no, she says she hasn't watched it. Okay, okay. So wait, Molly's coming to the mic. Let's see what she has to say here. I only watched the uh, my my boyfriend watched the whole thing, uh-huh. and as he was watching the last episode, I watched the last episode and decided I wasn't interested. <laughs> okay, okay, all right. So well, not for me. Okay, all right, but I I thought it was pretty good. I mean, right, right, guys, no? Oh yeah, it's great. But yeah. it's, it, well, it's weird because people know her, the actress. She plays Ruth in Ozark. Right. And she has a crazy southern accent. And now she puts on this, it's supposed to be a German accent, but it's really like a weird German accent, which even adds more to, is she for real? Because they even say she's either a rich German socialite or she's broke. (laughs) They just don't know what she is. Yeah, I mean, when I first heard it, I thought it was like a really overdone New York accent. And then I read, oh, she's German? Right, (laughs) right. Well, guys, it appears that she's headed to uh, to Germany, and thank you for the uh, input. I just feel bad. I mean, I feel good knowing I'm not the only guy that's watched this. So let's go to uh, Larry in Brooklyn. I believe Larry has a comment on the homeless killer. Is that correct, Larry? Yes, I do, Dominic. I want to make it clear that evil is a gradient. It's an evolutionary gradient. It goes from bad to worse to worse to worse to worse. For example, we haven't seen the innocent being arrested yet by the NYPD. That would be a level of evil that we haven't uh, uh, gotten to yet, but that could be down the road. Now, this evil of of shooting homeless people, we have not seen this yet in civilized society precisely because of the fact – that homeless people are people that criminals usually identify with. They're people who are down on their luck, they're in need. So this is a a level of evil that we have regressed to, yet another level. Now, all this is at the doorstep of specific people. There's such a thing as cause and effect, namely Carl Hasty, Andrea Stewart-Cousins, Kathy Hochul, uh, Alvin Bragg, you want to name names? These are the people that are directly responsible for evil rising to this level. Now, unless we rise up, just like evil is rising up, unless we rise up against these specific individuals, I'm asking why aren't these people's addresses, this Andrea Stewart Cousins who's sitting pretty in Yonkers, why isn't her address publicized all over the place? Why is she being allowed to walk the street freely without being harassed? Evil will continue to 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 rise unless these people are cornered like the animals that they are. Well, Larry, I I, I thank you uh, for the call, but I I, I do I do feel a, a little I I respect your point of view, but I do feel a little uncomfortable with the thought of the home address for the Senate Majority Leader would be public because that's. That's a security risk. But the names and and everything else that go with that, I'm with you. Because it it just seems like the the negative is, uh, to to his point, is rising, rising, rising. And there's nothing to counteract that. 
Let's. I'm going back to Ukraine in just a second, but let's go to John in Brooklyn. Good morning, John. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Dominic, I have two points that I want to make. One will be about what you just said uh, a few minutes ago about why Asian Americans don't want to label a certain group for their racism. Some of us do. Uh, you know, we acknowledge that. And that group, and unfortunately, that's an ethnic group you belong to. There are some in that community. I'm not blaming all blacks, but there are some have these issues with Asian Americans, and they have to deal with it. And this has been going on for decades now. If you look at the riots in L.A., in Detroit, uh, and, of course, here in New York City. That's my first point. The second point is you've had one caller, I think you've had them twice, who said that the Ukrainians ought to surrender. No, if the, Ukraine, the Ukrainians have suffered for decades under Russian misrule they want to be free and they want to remain free so and we we need to do everything we can to help the ukrainians Mm -hmm. well they they are certainly trying to fight for their freedom literally right and um they're in a very tough position and they need the help of the Ukrainian community needs the help of the world community. I, I, John, I, I, I thank you uh, for the call. And, uh, you know, another night we'll do a show on why Asian Americans are coming under such attack. It, it is just, it is just unacceptable. I, I, I don't get it folks. Most Asian people I have encountered, they don't bother anybody. They work hard. They do the best they can in school and excel oftentimes. And again, they're peaceful and don't bother anybody. So I I, I don't get it. I don't get it. I understand the historical point of view. Some will say, well, this goes back many, many years to Asian Americans owning stores in New York City. My answer to that is real simple, folks. Stop hating on those people. If you want to open a store, find a way to get it done just like they do. Don't hate on somebody else because they're working hard and and are successful. Let's go to uh, David in Media, Pennsylvania. And then in a minute, we'll be talking to Frank Morano, the other side of midnight. Good morning to you, David. Good morning, Dominic. How are you doing? Thanks for taking my I'm call. I'm doing well. Go right ahead. Yes, I think this this uh, uh, psychopath is killing these homeless people is, is none other than a serial killer uh, that we've seen many times. And it seems like the people live in the shadows, you know, women or prostitutes or you know, really unfortunate destitutes have been victims of these types of psychopaths for years. And uh, I don't see it anything, you know, maybe just that other than some particular hatred toward homeless people. It seems like these are the type of people who have always been victims of these uh, heinous crimes. Right. But so I, I hear you, David, and I thank you for the call. And perhaps you're right historically, but so many shooting incidents in just a couple of weeks, and by the same weapon, the same gun, allegedly the same person, there there is a problem. Frank Morano, the other side of midnight. Good morning to you, Frank. Good morning, Dominic. You're looking good. I'll take a. And uh, so are you. I'll take a martini. <laughs> 
What's coming up this morning? All right. Well, we're going to be covering this uh, Russia-Ukraine situation, as you might imagine. We'll be keeping an eye on any developments, trying to confirm the many rumors that are coming out of Eastern Europe. And that's one of the many issues that I'm going to be talking about with uh, Ralph Nader, the veteran consumer advocate, a three-time independent presidential candidate. And I'll tell you, at 88 years old, I was talking to him today, he is as spry and as energetic as ever. So I'm looking forward to picking his brain on a bunch of subjects. And, you know, one of the things that everyone seems to have in common these days, irrespective of their politics, is everyone is pretty depressed in watching the news and reading the news. So I'm going to be talking with uh, Dr. Keith Ablo about how people can deal with the stress that comes with worrying about their own future and having empathy with people that are in harm's way in Europe. And uh, we have a few other interesting subjects that we're going to explore as well. Well, as always, you and I take phone calls together. We have about four and a half minutes to do so. You select the next caller. How about Sherman here in Manhattan? Good morning, Sherman. You're talking to Frank and Dominic. Good morning, uh, Frank. It's a pleasure to talk to you again. And Dominic, uh, Mr. Carter, sir, it is absolutely a pleasure to talk to you for the first time. Uh, I want to say this and get right to the point as an American citizen and a native New Yorker. Respectfully, I don't really care that much about Ukraine. I believe that we should be concerned about our citizens in this country. There are a lot of things going on here that are just as serious. Okay, and the bottom line is what country comes on TV and says that we are uh, we have the Americans back. You never hear that from another country. It's always us trying to be uh, the police of the world and acting, have this moral superiority complex that we're always trying to project. We should care about our country. We should care about New York first. You know, I feel sorry for the Ukrainian people, but respectfully, nobody is ever there for us the way we're there for everybody else in in the world. And enough is enough. We have to take care of ourselves here first. That's where our focus should be. And it's ridiculous that we're spending hours and hours concerned about a place that most people can't find on a map. They've never heard of Ukraine before. And respectfully, the Ukrainian people wouldn't be going through any uh, trouble if we were uh, having a civil war or being invaded by, uh, by Mexico. I don't think they would go out of their way to help us with planes and, and all kinds of other stuff. It's, it's okay. preposterous. All right. Well, Sherman, I, I thank you for the call. I hear you on your point. Frank, what do you think? Uh, He said a lot there, so I'm going to try and briefly respond. Overall, I agree with his sentiment, which is we should be concerned with America and New York first. But, um, you know, that's part of one of the aspects of Donald Trump's foreign policy that I found so appealing is viewing foreign policy through an America first lens. But I think the thing that Sherman may not necessarily comprehend is that if we're concerned about America You have to be monitoring the situation in Ukraine closely because at the very least, one, we're spending a ton of money there in terms of aid and military aid. So that affects all of us. Two, if things go disastrously wrong, then there's a nuclear war in which we all get blown up, whether we live in uh, Europe or or North America or wherever. So uh, those are all things that we need to keep in mind. And even if there's no nuclear war, we're dealing with a refugee crisis, which is going to be coming straight to our shores. So there are all sorts of, of ripples uh, to this pebble thrown in the Eastern European Ocean that are going to come back to disrupt us. So I understand you may not want to send troops to Ukraine. I don't either. But we need to at least keep an eye on what's going there. And people need to understand the history of what's happened there. Agreed. And whether we want it to or not, this may be at our doorstep. 
and it could be at our doorstep very, very soon. Right. Certainly as it relates to NATO or, or, or a number of countries around Ukraine and so on. And there is also, as you uh, aptly pointed out, the humanitarian crisis. Next phone call. Uh, how about uh, Scott in Connecticut? <laughs> Good morning, Scott. You're talking to Frank and Dominic. Hey, how you guys doing? Great show tonight. Thank um, you. Couple, couple of quick points, but uh, I had to uh, stop for a second. I was laughing. That last guy you had on had me all the way to Mexico invading the United States because why would they invade? They're coming here anyway. They don't need to cross anything. They just walk across. But two <laughs> okay. quick and I, I've Ukraine. got 40 seconds left. Go ahead. Yep. Two real quick points. One, I live less than 10 minutes from Sikorsky's here in Connecticut, where they make the Blackhawk helicopters, and everybody's wondering what's been going on. They've been testing eight to 10 of them per day, every day, from flown ones to self-drone ones, flying ones. And I watch them go around every day, and I've been saying for the last two months that something's coming quick. Wow. Okay, well, Michael, um, Michael Scott, uh, I appreciate your call, but I do have to step in because we are completely out of time. And you can give us a call tomorrow, or you can stay on and call Mr. Morano because Frank Morano, and that's tonight, Frank Morano and the other side of midnight is coming up. You want to keep it right there for the very latest on the Ukraine situation and all things throughout New York. It's coming up right now. Frank Marano, the other side of midnight on Talk Radio 77 WABC. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.